It's Dr. Seuss Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Stuart Fishbein. I'm here with, as usual, with my best co-host in the business. Hello. The mysterious one. Hi. Chris Young, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? You are great? Yeah. Are you greater than last podcast? Yep. Really? Yeah. Did you eat something? No, I'm just... Just excited. We're going horseback riding today. We are going horseback we'd, riding today. You've been asking me for so long. I People felt who bad. listen to the last podcast will think we just go horseback riding after every podcast because yeah. they don't realize that we actually record two podcasts. I at the think same you've time. told everybody by I now. The that, cat's but, out but of all the, the bag. But all the new, li- new listeners from United Arab Emirates that are, listen- <laughs> <laughs> that are, that are listening. <laughs> okay, so you can check us out at drstewspodcast.com. You can find us on iTunes and your podcast app. You can email us at askdrstew at gmail.com or birthingbliss at hotmail.com. We do respond to all our emails. Sometimes we'll read them on the podcast. Social media is at birthing instincts on Instagram or at birthing bliss midwifery. You can, <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I massacre that? Yeah. Oh, man. Say it again. Say it, you you say it. Birthing bliss. Bliss? <laughs> B-L-Y-S-S, when, though. Yeah, when I was in elementary mm-hmm. school, I had a lisp. Did I did, too. Oh, you did? I did. Should we do the whole podcast with a lisp? <laughs> No, Maybe I, that would be annoying. No, I don't think so. It might be All annoying. Right, uh, birthinginstincts.com is my website. Birthingbliss.com is Bliss's website. So now I think we got through all that stuff. I think it's funny that we both had a lisp. Did you suck your thumb? No, I did, did not. Did you have an overbite? Do you have braces? <laughs> no. I had all those things. I, didn't, I never had braces either. I had braces, big time. No, but I had to learn to put my tongue behind my teeth mm-hmm. when I was talking. I uh, learned that too. That little thing mm-hmm. that they used to do. I used to go to speech class. It was embarrassing because was. I think it was in first grade, actually. They called you out of school? They called you out yeah. of first grade to go to speech class. I'm bonding with you right now. Oh, that's why we became the same field, I think. <laughs> maybe that, maybe maybe that more people in our field have had the same problem. Because we were mortified in we had elementary lisps. school yes, and yes. we had lisps. I know. I don't know. We'll I didn't know you had a lisp. We'll have to um, start cool a Facebook of birth workers who with had lisps. lisps. <laughs> yeah. Why? No, isn't that the worst word you could possibly call somebody with a lisps? Yes. Because, because a person with a lisp can't say it. They're probably making fun of us. Yeah, I guess. On purpose. I guess. I have a lisp. You know, that's like the, the, the worst thing you can do is, uh, I think I was talking to, I think I was talking to you about this, who's not listening right now, but <laughs> but um, the, the, the term fat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fat is really healthy. Fat okay? in your body rather than... No, eating... Fat. fat, healthy fat is healthy, mm-hmm. but it is it has the bad misfortune of being called fat. Yeah, it should be called like energy or something like that. I heard something that someplace. Else. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I want to re- I want to announce uh, some exciting news. Uh, it was off and it was on. It was off and it was on, and we now are going to have a national breach conference in Madison, Wisconsin. On, it's on. It's on again. Uh, the University of Wisconsin wigged out. Screw yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hate the Badgers anyway. I'm because uh, I'm a I'm a, go- I'm a golden gopher fan. So <laughs> only some people. But anyway, that, but. they won't get that. It's yeah. a Big Ten thing. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be in Madison, Wisconsin, and it's going right. to be on November 9th and 10th of this year. That's and soon. pretty much all the breach people from North America are going to be there, I think, or at least from the United States. I don't know if uh, the Canadians will be there, but. Is it something that somebody like me would would yes, enjoy? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who any any practitioner, we really like to get medical students, residents, and doctors there. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's going to be some midwives talking, and then it's, uh, Dr. Chavira is going to be there, and I'm going to be there, and Rick Safriz is going to be there, David Hayes is going to be there, a couple of the local uh, uh, Denny Hartung from Wisconsin will be there, Cynthia Calais is who's like. A midwife who's done probably more breaches than anyone in the country is a yeah. midwife in Wisconsin, and she's put her heart and soul into this thing. You know, had uh, uh, ridden the roller coaster of trying to get a conference going. Um, we'll be we'll be te- we'll be lecturing as well. We'll have so some hands-on training. Mm-hmm. 
Skills and theory. Yep. Okay. Yep, the whole thing. Great. Right. Awesome. That, so that's going on. Right. Thanks. Thanks mm-hmm. very much. We're very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had you said you had a, um, a birth to talk about. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about right. that. So um, fourth time mom, Orthodox Jew, mama. So she, um, her partner would not be in the room for the delivery. He's never witnessed any of his other babies being born due to their religious beliefs. So she had a doula who was with her. Um, you know, and you kind of think, ah, fourth time mom, no big deal, right? She's already had home births. Her second delivery went so fast she didn't even make it to the hospital and all of that. So um, a couple of really interesting things happened during that birth. One is the baby was born with um, Apgars of three. So I need to do a little bit of breast for the baby, but the baby came around really quickly. Um, And then mama, um, we got, she had some bleeding in the tub, so much so that we decided we wanted to get her out and be able to evaluate because, you know, the water starts to get discolored you can't even really tell how much bleeding is happening anymore so we got her out i I know it well yeah (laughs) so we got her out and the placenta came pretty quickly within within 10 minutes the placenta was out um and she um she had about a 650 cc uh you know loss at that point and we gave her pitocin and that's estimated by what the color of the water and stuff like that How how do you how do you estimate blood loss when they're in the pool like that um, we're taught in school. Yeah. Um, usually a bigger tub, if it is the color of red wine, you cannot see the bottom of the tub, we would estimate it at 500. And because it was a smaller tub, we we estimated it a little bit higher. Okay. Um, so we gave her Pitocin. And it was just one of those things that just, I, we did everything that we possibly could. I went in for clots. We gave her more Pitocin. I gave her miso. We got her up to the bathroom. We put her um, baby on breast. We did all of those things. And eventually after three hours and about 1,200 cc's, we were like, we've yeah. done everything we can. Yep. It's time to go. Yep. Um, so it was never like a really scary law, you know, dump like I've had before. That happens really fast. It was just kind of a... She'd get, she'd get firm and then she'd get boggy and she'd get firm and she'd get boggy. So we went and um, they ended up uh, doing more. What do you call that? What is that term when you go into the uterus and get Cur- clots? Curita. Uh, with, a, with, an, with an instrument? Nope. Just hand. Oh, it's... What, what, I mean, is there a term for that? Manual removal of, mm-hmm. uh, or just milking out the uh, the clots. Yeah. So the the doctor probably did that for another forty minutes once they got to the hospital, and she ended up having about two thousand cc's after all of that was done, and so she had a transfusion transfusion as well. So it was managed. That was fine. But the really interesting thing about that delivery was after the placenta came out. She delivered the placenta. Usually I keep the the baby and the placenta together for quite a while. Just, you know, it's not necessary. And the dad, because he couldn't come into the birth room, asked if I would if I would cut the cord so he could hold his baby. So I went over. It was probably like 15 minutes later or something. Cord was thick and pulsating. Still. In the bowl. Well, it was next to, yeah. Yeah. But... So I was like, that's kind of interesting. It's outside the mom's body. This is like, this is amazing. This baby needs more blood. I mean, we were just like, what is happening? We let Louis left it for an hour uh-huh. and it continued to pulse. So I finally texted Jay Gordon, who's a local pediatrician, um, really well respected. And he said, you know, at this point I would clamp it because now it's coming from the baby's heart, heart 
And I was like, okay. So we clamped it. Turns out that the baby has... A shunt. No, has a oh. murmur, which probably it's is a why... Shunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say that the baby's... You know, when you asked me about I think you asked me about this. I probably and I, did. I wasn't thinking, but yeah. when you're describing it now, to me, mm-hmm. it means that the baby's now the left side of the heart. When it's sque- pumping, it's actually... It's going out. Instead of going up, some of it is going back to the right side, right. And, and it's causing a shock wave right. through the right side. So right. that was an interesting way to tell that the baby had a, it could have had a persistent uh, formidal valley. It could have had a ventricular septal defect. It could have had some sort of shunt. What did you call it? Murmur. Just a murmur. Yeah. What's well, a flow? It means there's a flow abnormality. There's a heart. There's, there's usually a hole. Yeah, it's that's yeah. a shunt. It's yeah. like a hole in the heart, right? So the, you know, interesting that the baby didn't look like it was having any issues whatsoever. They generally Otherwise, don't. Yeah, yeah, obviously, if we thought that the, the baby was losing blood or something, we would have done something completely different. The baby was thriving, was nursing. You know, no, I don't think that. blood was going back out of the baby at that point. Mm-hmm. What's happening is it's kind of like a it's like a shock wave. It's like you you, you take a str- a hose and you whip it and then the, the thing ripple goes all keeps going down the mm-hmm. the hose mm-hmm. that sort of thing that's probably what was going on yeah right. so anyways i i thought that was interesting well that's a clue so in the future uh, you know Other that's people? something that w- people can have you ever seen that i don't recall seeing it yeah. I, I you know i probably didn't it probably has happened and you just don't even notice it because we cut the cord you know the, so yeah the first first, of all. first 20 years in practice we never let the cord pulsate that long so yeah yeah it was 25 years well it was interesting the next morning i i sent uh dr gordon a thank you you know for taking my text so late and everything and um and i said do you know what would have caused that he's like i have no idea and i was like wow i stumped <laughs> i stumped him so is the but, baby going to have an echo or do you don't know anything about that um the baby was seen by a cardiologist yesterday and they wanted to do an ultrasound and they needed to go back today yeah. to do the ultrasound. But everything, um, it had a EK, no, what would that be? Not an EKG. An, is echo, it? an echocardiogram. Yeah. Right? That is an ultrasound of the heart. That's what I. Mm-mm. They did something yesterday and they needed to actually do another test today that, um. that as far as I knew, was an ultrasound. Pew. Yeah. So, anyways, Pew. so far, so good. The baby's doing great. But yeah. interesting. Sound effects don't work real well on the radio, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, they do. Well, but people don't know what I was doing. The movements don't work. Yeah, that's so what well. I, that's what I meant. Right? <laughs> it's right over my head. I'm all sound effects work. Right. Well, I have a I have a interesting uh, quick birth uh, story. Okay. Two actually, real quick. Okay. Because uh, I want to get to our guest. But the we first one was a set of twins that happened today. Mm. Okay. Even though today was a couple weeks ago, by the time this was released, <laughs> um, twins, thirty three weeks. Mm-hmm. Called at 5.30 in the morning. She called me to say that she was having some cramping and she sent me a beautiful picture, which I will never forget, of a pad with this blobby, mucousy, bloody... You'll never forget yeah. it. It's, in, it's, indel- it's, it's indelible <laughs> in my head now. It's like, you know, it's like a beautiful sunrise or something. Like it's just this thing. It's just sitting there on a pad. And I really didn't need to see that, but that's mm. what she sent me. Mm-hmm. And so I said, listen, you're 33 weeks and you're cramping. You, you got a little bit of blood on mucus. Your mucus blood came out. You got to go. To the hospital. To the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I called a friend of mine out in Ventura, uh, a physician out in Ventura, because she's twins. And the second twin had an unstable lie persistently. I didn't know if it was going to be vertex or breach or whatever it was going to be. But I know if she went into the, her local hospital, the first thing they're going to do if she's in labor is they're going to do a C-section on her. Mm-hmm. So I call him. He says, he, you know, he... He thanks me profusely for waking him up, and <laughs> and he says, "Sure, send her over." And so she she gets to the hospital, and uh, in the in the ER, uh, baby Mads is born in the toilet or on the toilet. Wow! Right, in the you know in the in the check in the triage area. Uh huh. Right, and uh, then baby B was actually 
they thought it was breach and they were going to section her. And then the physician arrived and checked her and it was head down and broke the bag of waters. Baby came out 15 minutes later, head down, head down babies. 33 weeks. 33 weeks. How they weighed five, doing? six and five, seven. That's not bad. Yeah, no, that's really good. How are they doing? Uh, well, they, you know, they have policies for preemies in, in the hospital. They went to the NICU mm-hmm. and oh, okay. they're on a little bit of blow by O2 and they want to give them antibiotics and they're deciding what to do about that. And I, again, I don't know the story since that time because that was a few hours ago today. Um, well, again, they're preemie, they have no GBS screening, oh, uh, that sort I of thing. No so I, I get it that this is the, it's a standard protocol and they treat all, you know, one size fits all in the NICU. That's just the way it's done. I, I wasn't, I wasn't putting it together with the, have, hadn't had the test for no GBS screening, and yeah. antibiotics. And yeah. preemies. So their immune system is a little bit, you know, under the weather. I, I, I told them that they should have them watch the, the white counts were normal <coughs> initially. And, they, and they're adamant about it. So they're fighting for their way. And, and I said, the most important thing you guys can do is get into that NICU and get those babies, you know, t- touching those babies. Oh, yeah. And, right. and if you can, if they're not hooked up to a bunch of stuff, get them on your skin for yeah, sure. Yeah. I yeah. finally got a picture of her holding one of them skin to skin, but I don't, I don't know if they're both on skin to skin. Anyway, I just thought that it was a, it's a cool story because yeah. 33 weeks and she delivered really quickly. And yeah. You know, the best thing would have probably been for her to stay home and for us to come to her house and then transfer the babies. But, but you know, we don't live in a world where with, we can always get away with the best thing. Well, with 33 weeks, too, you, it's early. Yeah, but she could have almost had that baby in the, in the car. Sure. Theoretically. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just a really good story. This is a woman who um, has had three breech babies. She has a uterine anomaly, and she's mm-hmm. had three breech babies. What's the, f- the anomaly? Um, I don't remember. It's oh, okay. like a septate uterus or bicornate uterus. Okay. And her first baby was a C-section for breach. Mm-hmm. And her second baby, I met her. She lived down in, of course, near Sandy, near Camp Pendleton, mm-hmm. down in San Diego, near San Diego. Of course they do. They all, all the breaches live down there. <laughs> and then, it's um, in the water. So I went to, she went into labor and I went to see her and her blood pressure was like 170 over 110. Mm. So I said, listen, you have to go to the hospital. And the only hospital she can go to because she's in the military was Camp Pendleton, and mm-hmm. they don't do breach deliveries there. Mm-hmm. But she went there anyway, and she demanded it, and she got a breach delivery at Camp Pendleton, and this was about two and a half, three years ago. Wow. Okay. Strong woman. Yes. Yeah. So she had, so this time, she's they moved to South Carolina okay. in the military. Okay. And uh, uh, she's breach again, and she wow. goes into labor, and mm-hmm. she goes to a hospital that doesn't normally allow breach deliveries, but she got, got a doctor who was willing to work with her, mm-hmm. and she had her third... Second vaginal, vaginal? third, third uh, breach delivery, second vaginal breach delivery. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. What's her name? Esther. Congratulations, Esther. Amazing. Yeah. Good job. Right. So at those births, unfortunately, because they went so fast, I doubt very much they had the luxury of taking very many good pictures. Probably not. But <laughs> we have a guest today. We do. Yeah. A friend yeah. and a guest. A friend and a guest. Yeah. Stephanie Anton, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me today. Let me, give you, let me give you a little intro, okay? Uh, besides being on the front page of the LA Times a couple weeks ago. Uh, a week ago. Well, it'll be a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're not live. This is not live radio. Thank, thank God it's not live radio. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so Stephanie is a mom to two girls, a photographer, a birth doula, a registered dietitian, an actor, and a member of SAG-AFTRA since 1998, and a model. She found birth work through her work as a prenatal yoga teacher when 15 years ago, a student asked her to be her doula. You'd never done it before, right? No, nope, nope. I had never done it before then. No. Nope. <laughs> and uh, this was before you had any babies. So yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She had supported women and families in hospital birth center and home births, cesareans, VBACs, and breech births as a doula. 
When a life-changing event happened in 2011, Stephanie decided to direct her passion of documentary photography and her experience and knowledge of, a birth, of birth together, and she created her uh, um, company called Little Plum Photography at littleplum.com, right? Littleplumphoto.com. Photo. Right. We'll say that several times today. <laughs> she travels all over Los Angeles and documents births and supports families in having the birth they envision. So welcome. Welcome Thank to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so fun to be here. Where, um, did, where did the name come from, Little Plum? Um, well, I was just, when I decided to create my company, I just sort of, I don't know, just <laughs> sat with, I searched the internet, I looked up websites that said, how to name your company, you know, ah. and things like that. And knowing what my audience was, mm-hmm. you know, parenting and babies and all of that, they said to start with, you know, good names start with like an adjective, a descriptive adjective, and like a noun. So I literally had this list <laughs> of descriptive words and then I had these nouns next to it. Oh, you're kidding. And I just sort of, you know, went through it and, and it just sort of came together. And then I looked up the meaning of plum and in the Asian culture, a plum is very fortuitous yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, fruit. And so I thought, you know, it'll bring abundance Nice. and it's, you know, a little cute little piece of fruit. <laughs> yeah, uh, so now I'm going to have to change the name of my company. Yeah, because I don't have a little adjective before my. It should be big, and big. I also big, bi- thought big birthing instincts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also thought of that analogy, you know, with birth. They say don't pick uh, the ri- the fruit until it's ripe. Yeah, you know yeah. that. I, yeah. I thought of that too. Yeah, in relation to birth and pregnancy. Well, not you know what? How does it go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wait. Don't pick the. Well, don't you know how they try to you know induce force babies to come before they're ready yes yeah okay there is a there is a let uh, it come in its own time yep tree ripened there might be an idiot there there might be there might be an idiom for that (laughs) 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 that's an insight (laughs) well yeah if you listen to the podcast yes yes (laughs) no you're right i mean i was thinking of low-hanging fruit but that's not the right (laughs) that's not the right analogy (laughs) no you're thinking of something else (laughs) yeah that's totally that's totally something else so yeah how did this come about what we were the reason this we brought you on today is because you were on the front page of the los angeles times right Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and uh, I, you know, I've been meaning to bring uh, birth, uh, talk about birth photography for a while, and mm-hmm. it sort of just f- keeps falling off the wayside. But yet, with it was the um, L.A. Times article uh, came out of nowhere. By the way, I mean, yeah. it was nobody expected that to be on the fr- on the front, front page. page. I <laughs> didn't expect it. Right. I and it, and how it all came together is yeah. just really like it just ha- everything conspired. The universe mm-hmm. sort of conspired mm-hmm. to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So my client, Stella, she came into the group Birth Becomes Her, which is a birth photography group of photographers from all over the world, mm. um, which is an amazing supportive group. She came in, she's a doula, and she said, I'm looking for a photographer for my birth in Los Angeles. And of course, all of us in L.A. say, "We're I'm here, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was fortunate enough to be the chosen one for her birth. Um, She was having her second home birth. Mm -hmm. And she told me her first went fast. So we knew the second one was going to go pretty quick. Um, I was going out of town to Europe. Uh, When she hired me, I told her, I said, look, or before she officially hired me, I said, I'm going out of town and I'm not going to be back until the 21st. And her due date was June 25th. And I was coming back on the 21st. And mm-hmm. she says, 
I don't care. It's okay. It'll all work out. I just know it will, you mm-hmm. know. So I had By a backup. Way, I love people who think like that. I know. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I worry less yeah. when I have clients less like pressure. that. Just, you know, really trust. Mm-hmm. And then I just trusted that no matter what, it's whatever's supposed to happen will happen. Yep. So I get back. I immediately go on call when the plane lands. Yep. We've been there. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I just knew it would be any moment. Yeah. And this baby decides to wait a whole week after I get back. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, I forgot the, the previous part of the story. In April, the LA Times reporter called me and she, the editor called me and she said, I would love to interview, about, uh, interview you about birth photography. So I said, wonderful, let's do it. So she interviewed me and then she said, do you have any clients that you would like that I could interview? And I said, sure, I'll reach out. I sent her a client named Tara. They spoke. And then she says, send me a few pictures. I sent her some pictures. And then she said, it'll come out soon. And I said, okay. This and was April. This was April. Yeah. And I said, okay, great. So I checked in with her and she said, well, actually, I want to take this one step further. I want to take photos of you doing your job. And I said, wow. I was like, well, I have to reach out and see which client would be down with that. You know, having an LA Times photographer in the room taking pictures of the photographer right uh yes because you know because as you both know birth is a very intimate private yeah private thing and i also had to you know keep that in mind so i reached out to all of my clients i had five coming up so i said told them you know the deal and i lovingly you know said please don't feel like you know there's anything wrong or right if you say yes or no um so three of them said no. Mm-hmm. One of them said, yes, I'd be okay if, if in the postpartum part. And then Stella says, sure. let's do it. I'm all in. <laughs> so she was, you know, so she was the one. So I told the editor and she says, great. Okay. So I said, okay, you know, it could go very fast. Uh, you have to have a photographer like ready to go. Let me have your cell phone because it can happen any day, <laughs> any time of the day. Welcome to my life. Yeah. So I <laughs> so I let her know when I got back. I said, okay, baby's still not, you know, here. I'm back. Um, so that morning when she went into labor, I contacted the editor and I said, okay, she's in labor. She sent the photographer to the her home in Redondo. We met outside and then we went in. And this was an, a new experience for me, of course, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, um, so we just. But you have, you have in front of the camera experience, though. That's true. I do. Yes. Unlike other. I do. I have. Uh, right. You do. You know, all of my experience comes in handy in some <laughs> shape or form. You know, it just pops up. Yeah. Whenever I need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yes, I do. Yeah. But, you know, it was very odd because I could hear her clicking. You know, while I'm clicking, mm-hmm. and I'm also shooting video too. So she hired me not only for photos, but I was doing video as well. Mm-hmm. And is that hard, by the way? I'm uh, <laughs> we're interrupting, but is it hard to do switch? You you carry both around your neck, or do you uh, shoot with the same camera? You do video with and I personally do uh, both with one camera. Okay, so you just so have I'm, to throw the switch. Then. Yeah, okay. and I talk to my clients ahead of time about what if they're doing video, which part of the birth part. You know, do you want me to focus on photos in that moment or do you want the video? Mm-hmm. And some will tell me what their preference is. So for Stella, her pre- preference was video on that moment. So do, d- do, most cli- do most clients actually want to direct you or they just say, you know, you're the pro. 
you know what you're doing. Most of them just leave it to me. Yeah. But if I, I do have some clients who work in the, in the industry who are a little bit more particular sometimes and they'll tell me, mm-hmm. uh, offer to, for me to borrow their lenses or, you know, <laughs> only shoot me from, tell the le- me how to only shoot me from the left side. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I do I'm bringing have, in my lighting person. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I've, no, had, I I've had clients tell me, you know, oh, even in the midst of pushing, mm-hmm. I've had someone tell me, oh, well, that's enough of this shot. <laughs> the mom who was pushing. Oh, God. That's enough of this one. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, I've seen it all. Yes. But yeah, so um, the birth was just without, you know, any... Challenges. It was just very smooth and mm-hmm. it was very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she had her doula there and um, she did a cord burning ceremony. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I documented that mm-hmm. too. And the smell you can't quite document. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and how long did She's it take? How long did it take to burn through the cord? It took 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah it, takes it takes a while. A, I mean, but that's yeah. the part of the process is, is that it's slow. It's not so abrupt as cutting. So it's a gentle process of separation. Yeah. That's part of why to do it. Um, but I have to say that I, I was grateful that it was uh, midwives. You guys are nuts. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't advocate for it. I just okay. support their choices. Aren't we all birth people nuts? Yeah, we are. We are form? actually. I think you have to be a little bit crazy to do yeah, this work. Cord burning. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. It her is. Doula, oh, I know. I've, 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 her doula. We've, we've been to one. I mean, I've had one. Her doula wrote this beautiful message and poem oh. and read it to her as she's after the cord. Beautiful. came apart and i have it you know recorded on video oh that's lovely yeah so what were people doing while the cord was for 20 minutes or were they just staring at the like the flame <laughs> i was sitting up on the top of the couch <laughs> um that's a waiting, long, t- waiting that's a long time you know it's, it's a long time it's like okay all right yeah all right, where's the we were all just right? you know we were just patient i think everyone you know it's the birth home hor- hormones are just yeah You're flowing and everybody's happy and you know, the time goes by pretty quick, you know. So once the birth was over. Once how, the birth. Yeah. How did that how did that translate into being on the front page? Well, of course, I at that point, I knew it was going to be in the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the photographer said, she said, I have to turn everything in literally like in two hours. And usually it runs pretty quickly after that. So I'm thinking it'll come out in a few days or mm-hmm. the next day. Mm-hmm. So I wait and I wait. <laughs> Nothing, oh, yeah, because this nothing. was June. Uh-huh. This was the end of June, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she says no, and, you know, other news stories kept coming up mm-hmm. and lots of horrible things, unfortunately, in the world going on. And it just kept getting pushed, and she kept saying, oh, I'll talk to my editor. And I just kind of let it be. I didn't worry about it. I, I thought, well... Did you know? Did you know that they were trying to make this a front page story? No, I didn't. Because not. because it seems like even if there's world news on the front page, this would be on the California section. I thought for or the, sure, or the calendar set. One of the, I mean, I thought for like sure that. it was going to be in the life. Don't they have a lifestyle, a lifestyle section? section? Right. Yeah. Um, I thought for sure it was going to be somewhere in right. there. And um, so finally, last well on Thursday, what date was that? August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I get an email from her, and she says. It's tomorrow, A1. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's A1? Because <laughs> <laughs> no one reads the paper Front anymore. Page. Front, Front page. Front page. And I went, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I have goosebumps just listening to that. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And so I didn't tell anyone. You know, because if there's something exciting that could happen in your life, it's like sometimes you don't want to say anything because yeah, then if it doesn't, yeah. or, you know, it just is kind of a wah-wah and that mm-hmm. happened. 
But I just was so excited. And then I was up super late that night because I had a postpartum doula job I was doing. And I actually slept in the next day and I don't get the paper. And I wake up and I have all these text messages from people who I didn't, who I haven't even talked to in forever that I'm like, they still get the paper, they get the paper. Yeah. (laughs) And then I had to go out to five different places to get all these copies. How many did you get? I, I got 12. (laughs) Well, my mom needed some copies. Yeah, of course. And I wanted a few. And then Stella is overseas right now. So I picked up some for her to keep for her when she gets back. That's awesome. Um, So, yeah, I just I'm just elated. Not not just for me. It's not it it is a personal thing because uh, my hard work. I've worked so hard. Yes. And. I'm so passionate about what I do mm-hmm. and to see it come to the forefront like this birth photography is pretty incredible. Yeah. Like to bring the conversation onto a bigger you know, platform. To, our, bigger to the level. audience you're speaking to now and to us sitting in the room here, this is really, really the norm. Okay. I mean the birth photography we're, we're, we're totally used to. It's actually on my checklist, my prenatal checklist. I have, to, I ask it twice. I ask it in the second <laughs> trimester and the third trimester mm-hmm. to be sure that they're thinking about it, whether or not they want to do it. But I did listen to your uh, your interview on KCRW <laughs> with <laughs> yes um, with Steve Chilakis. Steve Chiatakis. Um, right. So yeah, I got a media request after the mm-hmm. LA Times came out. I was like, "Whoa!" From KCRW, we'd like to bring you on the Greater LA Show with Steve Chiatakis. So they t- chatted with me, and a couple days later, they said, "You know, let's let's do this." So I did that two days ago, and you were there with Diana. Yeah, so yes. Diana, another uh, birth photographer, they yeah. interviewed her for the LA Times yep, as well. Yep, she's in the story too. Who's right? our client. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she came in, um, and we both did the interview. Yeah, but what's interesting, the reason but, I brought it up is yes. because because I listened to the way he asked the questions. is It's it's classic. It's like, what, you, people do what? They do, you know. That's, yeah. It's, yeah it, I love the perspective it, he took because, it, it, because we are so used to... Yeah. It, talking about birth and it's so normal to us we get and he talks about isn't it messy and isn't it like <laughs> like isn't there like is it grungy and stuff like that <laughs> and he was using these terms yeah. Like, yeah of course it is that's yeah. yeah that's that's how it is yeah yeah and because a lot yeah. of it, it is still new to a lot of people like the idea of actually doing it for your birth of, is, hi- of is, hiring of hiring well of hiring even taking pictures alone is is a relatively new thing i mean used to be they weren't even allowed in the delivery room remember remember those days mm-hmm you don't, maybe, but um, I do. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to take pictures. I, you weren't allowed to do anything. You know, anything. when I first started doing doula work 15 years ago, I didn't, I, there were no for t- people hiring photographers. No, that and they, I, didn't, they the often didn't even allow dads to, I mean, they didn't allow you to yeah. take a picture in those days. It was before they had mm-hmm. picture phones anyway. You'd have to bring a real camera. My, this is a right. funny story. My first, my first delivery was a transport from a birth center to the, to the hospital. And I had a forcep delivery with Dr. Wu, who's now retired. But my cousin was trying to take pictures and um, they actually said, you can't take pictures in here. It was like a video. And so she just put the camera down until they can, (laughs) so you can hear everything that's going on. And then all of a sudden she'll like show what's happening and then put it down again, less secretive as possible. So Mm -hmm. I remember those days very well. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are a few hospitals that don't allow video 
And there are some photographers who do it anyway because you can't really tell. Yeah, exactly. Right. I feel kind of weird doing that. Um, but, you know, the, your clients they hire you yeah, and they exactly. pay you all this money. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes they have to switch hospitals and, you know, they get different policies after they are, uh, they've already hired you. Yeah. And um, well, that's because they think of birth as a medical procedure rather than a, than a life event. And. And they have these policies in place that are ancient that, that you could ask somebody, why is the policy in place? And they'll either won't know or they'll give you the standard answer that, well, it's for legal purposes or blah, 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 blah. But I, I think you and I talked on the phone before, the, before today. And it's, it's a, uh, you know, if, if I were a physician and I knew what I was doing, the, most, the, the thing I'd want more than anything else would be to have it videotaped. Mm-hmm. It's the best defense against anybody telling, saying that you did something you weren't supposed to be doing. Yeah, but we, you right. and I were at a birth where you, where you said out loud that you didn't give permission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a specific birth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nope. Yeah, um, you yeah. and I have been at a. You want to talk about together. that a little bit, or you want to just yeah. leave that, leave it, yeah. leave the leave the listeners you can, wanting? You can talk about it. If Maybe you we'll want to. we'll bring that up next, next podcast. podcast. Okay. We don't want to take <laughs> Stephanie's time for that, but yes. um, you and I have attended a couple births together. Yes, we have. Yeah, <laughs> and one of them we ended up both being the doula. Which was very, and she had two doulas, basically. Yes, I was hired as the birth photographer, and Bliss was hired as the doula. Uh huh. And but you were doing your midwife training full on then. Mm-hmm. Almost finished. But we both kind of doulaed her. We was, did. Was was I, an interesting thing to be at a birth with two doulas. Who was the midwife? Yeah. And we were in a hospital. hospital. Oh, it was a hospital mm-hmm. birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and she it, got to get in the tub. Where were we at? Cedars? She got to get in the tub. Yep. I'm, that's the only one besides a celebrity that I've ever seen actually get in the tub at Cedars. Yes, pretty hard I to know. get them in the tub. I didn't even know that it Cedars is. still had a tub. Exactly. Right. Certain yeah. rooms, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I oftentimes turn into the doula. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, it's hard. Well, it's especially if they don't have one, you're saying, right? <laughs> Especially if they don't have yeah. one. You know, uh, if it depends on the couple. It depends on how receptive they are or what mm-hmm. the situation is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just step in on my own if I feel that it's too intrusive or if they don't really want me to offer. Yeah. Yeah, but I sometimes can't. if I see something and I, and I feel like it could be helpful, yeah, I do oftentimes say I would... I, I would love to share something with you and, you know. Do you charge differently for if you're doing doula work versus just photography or it's the same price regardless? It's almost the same yeah. if I'm hired for one or the other. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm hired as both, which mm-hmm. I'm often hired as, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the package is higher. Higher, okay. Because um, it's a lot more work yeah. for both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very tricky to do both. I often get asked how I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do it? Yeah, tell us. How do I do it? Well, I wear my camera on me, you know, around yeah. my hip. And then if, you know, let's say, it w- you know, it really depends on the situation, too. There are some situations where the partner is not very involved and I need to be more in- physically involved yeah. Yeah. with the client. Yeah. People often ask me how I actually do the birth moment if I'm supporting a mother. And yeah, that would be my biggest question. Sure. Most of the time, the woman is in a place where I can actually step back mm-hmm. and document the moment. Whether yeah. she is being supported by her partner and the nurse or mm-hmm. in the birth tub with her partner mm-hmm. and the midwife next to her. Or, you know, usually it's a situation where I don't have to physically help her and I'm able to step back. There so. are more people in the room at that point supporting her than the the labor part. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. And 
As you've seen, you know, if a woman is having an unmedicated birth. <laughs> yes, I've seen that. She can almost just pretty much do it by herself. And she's just there doing her thing are in more, her power. Are more mm, of your births so good, isn't it? Are more of your births in the hospital or at home? Yes. <laughs> I have a majority of hospital births. For yeah. Which do you prefer? As a mm. for, as a photographer, um, assuming that the hospital is friendly. I mean, I'm not talking about. I prefer. Hospital. I mean, I prefer home births, right? And birthing center births, but home births for many reasons. I mean, I think artistically, the They're photographs prettier turn out to be yeah, prettier. I think, I think so you, too. I think you have more of an artistic opportunity in a, a home birth, as far as like where you get to stand and the lighting situation and the moment of birth. In a, in a home birth is much different because everything is slower and everything just happens more naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I have, a, I have a kind of a different question for you. And I can do it barefoot. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I know. Don't, don't be in the hospital with your shoes off. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Could you wear those little blue booties? Yeah, but think about it. They're tracking bacteria from all the other hallways and all the other rooms, and then they bring it in. So even if it was but the hospital is the safest place to have a baby. Amniotic fluid. <laughs> the floor is not a good no. I I, I come home from a hospital birth and immediately strip my clothes off and take a shower and wash yes. my clothes. Like yes. that's just there's bacteria all over the place. Yeah, so I get that. So what's your question? Yeah. Oh, my question. Well, you know, um, with social media, it's very interesting now because there's so much being shown on social media and um, even videos of women delivering now, like the whole thing, mm -hmm. um, these women are giving permission, which I think is amazing for women who are not in the birth room or who are expecting or planning to be able to see these images. I think it's mm -hmm. fantastic. I'm wondering, how do, how do people get permission? I don't even feel comfortable asking a client if she would be okay with that. But you probably know, like, how do you broach the conversation of something so intimate, like be getting permission to be able to use that on social yeah. media? Not necessarily for your own marketing purposes, but just for educational purposes. Yeah. Well, oftentimes it comes up in our meeting together before the mm -hmm. birth happens. Whether or not they're comfortable. Yeah. And often, yeah, oftentimes, I, oftentimes they'll just share with me how public or private they are or mm -hmm. how they feel about it. Sometimes they don't have an idea about that, about how they would feel about it. Mm -hmm. um, and then sometimes after I show them the photos, mm -hmm. they'll change their mind even. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes before they'll say, before the birth, they'll say, oh, I'm, I don't want anything. You know, and then after they see the images, they feel empowered by them. And yeah. they'll say, oh, I want to share this. I'd love to share this. Yeah. And... I always ask permission. I always edit the photos. They see them first before I would put them on social media. Yeah. Because I don't want to ever put a picture on social media and either announce a birth or, you know, before they get the chance to. Agreed. Um, or for everyone else to see an image that they have not seen yet. Mm -hmm. Or that they feel comfortable So I'm always with. respectful of that. Sure. Um, yeah, I think that makes really good I, sense. Sometimes I get... Yeah, it's like uh, sometimes I've learned over the years that um, I need to be really specific 
asking that question Mm -hmm. about what they would like to share and not about their birth. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to make sure I'm clear. For you. For me. Yeah. Because I always want to be respectful. I never want to. Absolutely. No, you you have to. I mean, I mean, I've, I've known, I know one photographer that got sort of in trouble um, because they posted a very beautifully done video on the photographer's website Mm -hmm. without getting permission. Yeah. And it was really um, uh, a, like a big... Big deal. Fuck yeah. up. Yeah, it was yeah. a big fuck up. Yeah. You know, for me, for me, I, you know, I, I use stuff for teaching all the time. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff I have on my website, and I, but I always will get permission. Although I don't get written permission. You may actually get written permission. I do permission. have photo releases. Yeah, you do. Yeah. But, but, but a lot of the videos I use for teaching, especially like the breach videos and stuff, um, those people don't want those things on the internet. So when I teach... All right. I tell people that are in the audience that are like a lot of people are nowadays they 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 film. film the whole lecture. Yeah. Um, I tell them that that beforehand that they cannot film the videos. They cannot post the videos. Mm-hmm. They can't. Uh, the videos are proprietary because yeah. the, the right. families have been nice enough to let me use them for teaching, but they don't want them posted anymore. Yeah. And that's become well. I just wanted to touch on what you said before about the positive birth images. And that's one really great thing about the images that people see. It inspires them and it empowers them to see how normal birth can be. You you must have been really excited when the advocacy went through to make sure that Instagram and Facebook weren't um, censoring these images Right, that was a big deal. deal, Um, They aren't like they were. It's however, happening. However, there are some, a couple of people that I know that have been threatened to actually have their account shut down. Because, um, because they're showing what? Because they're showing nudity. Graphic, graphic, or, you know, the baby's coming a mother, out, that sort of thing. A nude mother yeah. breastfeeding yeah. or something like that. Um, it's still not 100% quite there. It definitely yeah, but is. But it's better. It definitely is better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's progress. Than so. it was. And yeah. I've been banned on Facebook a few times mm-hmm. for images I've shown there. How do you know you're banned? I'm always curious They about send that. you a message. Oh. And you can't like, you can't comment, you can't post. You, are, you are you put on like? Are you like put on suspension? Yes, or like you're put in detention, Facebook jail. De- detention for like uh, <laughs> two weeks or something like that. What do they do? Um, usually it's a week, and then the first or second time, and then a month, even. Has that Some happened people, to you? A month? Uh, I've been banned twice for a week each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad, bad stuff. She's bad, She's uh, Facebook yeah. jail. <laughs> you, um, <laughs> I wanted to hear about about when you guys worked together because. Stephanie and I talked about the birth that we did together, but I think you guys had a birth <laughs> together, right? Yeah. Well, one, Stephanie could tell the story better than I can. Oh, but okay. It, it is sort of funny. Um, so tell it. Yeah, it's just. Well, I actually had my first opportunity as a birth photographer at a birth with Dr. Stu. Um, I was just starting my company and networking and everything, and he had a client who was having a, a VBAC, a home VBAC. Mm-hmm. H back. Mm hmm. It's going to soon be, we're going to have to call it a CB back. I had an H back. Community based. Oh, yeah. We're getting rid of the term, by the way. I don't know if you've heard this, but. Working on it. We're working on getting rid of the term out of hospital birth or or home birth because it it gives too much credibility to the hospital as making the norm or or home. We want to to call it community based birthing. So this is uh, Augustine's thing. And I think it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Because it's you know there are there are we were talking with our previous guest on the mm-hmm. previous podcast about how this the, in psychiatry they're changing the terms all the time you can't call somebody PMS you have to call it 
PMDD. They change it to different things. So hmm. same thing here. Uh, you know, uh, home birth has a negative uh, connotation. They, you know, people, uh, there's enough, been enough negativity about it. So we sort of want to change it. And we also don't want to call it out-of-hospital birth because that makes it sound like, well, the hospital is the norm, mm -hmm. and then we're doing something that's out of the norm. Mm -hmm. So we're calling it community-based birthing. Yeah, that's just a side right direction. Anyway, it was it was it was an H back. Yes, it was an H back from a couple who had just moved from somewhere else, Alaska, I think, or something like that. Can't remember. Anyway, so uh, he, um, Dr. Stu asked his client and said, "Hey, I've this birth photographer who's starting out her business. She uh, would like to offer birth photography to you, and." He got back with me and said she would love to do it. And so <laughs> it was actually a two-day process. Well, that's the funny part. Which didn't <laughs> shock me because I was a doula. Right. Because I know how things can go. So we went to the birth, and then we all went home. And then Dr. Right. Stu let me know that the labor had started again. And I rushed. He said, it's time for you to come. So, I, I didn't want to so have I, her come too early again because I felt probably bad about the first yeah, time yeah, making yeah. her come early. Uh -huh. So I rushed because out I don't think she was getting paid. I think you were doing this. No, I did it gratis. gratis yeah, right, yeah, yeah, I just did to get it, your. Yeah. You have to things. build build your portfolio. You right. have to get experience. Um, I'm a self taught photographer, and uh, anyway, so I rushed and showed up, and 15 minutes later, she had the baby, and. It was amazing. I'm and glad you made so it. So thank you for my first birth photography. Yeah, but but the funny part you told me when we talked about this the other day was you told me that I had her blowing and not pushing. Yeah. What? You're going to tell that? Oh, for sure. Okay. So he was afraid that She's afraid. To he was he was afraid that the <laughs> no, the photography opportunity would be missed and he actually had her pause. For a little bit, yes. Yeah, I'll get I'll get some with, hate mail from that, but that's okay. It's the it's pushing, <laughs> um, and I wasn't very far away, um, and it wasn't. That's so sweet of you that you didn't think you wanted to get me in trouble. It's so hey, if you want to talk about it, we can. Yeah, um, you want to go there? I'll go. If there. You want to yeah. go there? <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> it's a good thing this thing is edited. Not no. usually, actually. No, we we have no editing. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a picture of that. We oh my God, don't edit. Uh, no. Okay. No. So, yeah. So, so I didn't miss the the birth part. Yeah. And she was on a birth stool. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. Um. I'm so not a big fan thank, of the birth so stool, thank you for supporting <laughs> my beginning of my little plum. You're little you're, plum. you're totally welcome. Yeah, you're yes. you're welcome. I, I think I think that that makes the story more interesting. Is that. Uh, that you, you you were there for tw you know two days and I, and was I going to have you miss the birth? Yeah. No, I wasn't going to have you miss the birth. No, and that you right. know that's the thing, uh, the communication part of being a birth person. And listen, they were like, thrilled because they were thrilled because they got some beautiful pictures. pictures that they would never have had otherwise. They did, and they had the cutest little boy already, and he was there in the yep. photos. Yep. And yeah, pictures of the midwife. The birth stool, birth stool pictures got to be harder for you, I think. No. 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 Laying on your back photos are. Are they the hardest? Yeah. Okay. I think so. We don't I mean, know. We, we I have trust to, you. If, if I have expert. to use a stool. <laughs> Oftentimes, I have to stand on something. To oh, get, to get oh yeah. Yeah, to get the right angle perspective. Mm -hmm. um, it's it, birth photography is training. Like, t it trains you to walk into any. You have no idea sometimes what the situation the is. The lighting, going to be. I'm sure, too. Yeah. Especially um, home births. Especially lighting. home births. Mm -hmm. well, it's difficult. You're on call, just like a doula or, or, mm -hmm. or midwife or me, 24-7 uh, when your clients are on. How many clients do you usually take? Uh, 
In a busy month, it's four or five. Four, so just very similar. Uh, and then you mentioned something uh, I heard in the radio, I think, that you have a you have a backup, just like mm-hmm. a midwife would have a backup. So who who is your backup and or does it vary? Do you just do you guys all work together with each other and cover each other you or want names? I don't you, you no. could No, I mean there are a few people that I'm have developed a relationship with over the over the years um if i'm hired as doula and photographer then i have to make sure that i have a backup who does both and who has the same style as you i imagine i like to try and pick the same style because you guys i I know the people in la who take photographs and you guys have a different style Mm -hmm. you know not and um so i imagine that that's important to your client it is Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if we use a backup actually the backup shoots the birth and then i would end up editing it Mm. So even though mm-hmm. they may shoot a little differently, maybe, I don't know, I end up editing it. So it still can have that same, you know, finished feel does that, as if I were to. Does that come mostly from the editing process? Some of it. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, Some I thought of it was it. shooting. You but. learn over years that you shoot for the edit mm. sometimes. Like oftentimes in birth, because the lighting is so low, I've learned how to shoot in low light at a setting where if I bump it up, it's still clear. Not grainy. And yeah, but sometimes it's so dark, the grainy is, there's no way around that. Yeah. Or because I'm a photographer that does not like to use flash. I In the birth room. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at all. Mm-hmm. I don't like flash. Yeah, I can't. I, I, do I don't not. think I recall anybody. Sometimes I do. Really? I've seen flash. Yeah, but sometimes I, yeah. you have to, to mm-hmm. get the shot. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes if you don't, you won't get what your client hired you for you know and how much time after you're done with the shoot do you spend in the editing room before you you give them the finish and then do they have a package like like i know when you when you have a bat mitzvah or a wedding or something you you pay for certain things and if you want more stuff you can pay more stuff is that the same way in it works the editing here? room <laughs> yeah you mean in my, <laughs> on in my your, couch yeah your couch. in my bed yeah <laughs> in my office wherever it happens right yeah. in the cafe um i well, I have a my birth photography package, um, and I it probably takes me a total of about you know five or six hours to edit a birth. Actually, editing births can be a little bit more easy than editing maternity and newborn sessions because you don't have to worry about the pimples and you know the baby pimples baby acne yeah and fixing things up it just is real it's raw it's documentary right Mm -hmm. yeah and so you don't really have to fine finish certain things um so like five or six hours you know and there's usually about 300 edited images that i give to my clients i like to be generous it's pretty amazing so with my price that i charge i give all the images you know some people set up their pricing differently where they set a sitting, fee, you know, a birth fee, and then you get, you know, 25 images. And then if you want the rest, you have to pay $600 or $800 or something like that. But, you know, can you give us an average? I mean, obviously, across the country, it would be different. But could you give us an average of what it would cost for someone to hire a birth photographer in Los Angeles? Sure. That's what I mean, that's what you probably know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, average would be about Eighteen hundred, mm-hmm. maybe two thousand. Uh, well, eighteen hundred. Yeah. So it's not for everybody. Because you've got high end. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Now. It's definitely. Yeah. Uh, some people call it a luxury. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I do offer birth registries 
I started doing this thing where I do birth registries. So my clients can set up a registry and have their friends and family contribute to that. Oh. In lieu of gifts at their shower or, you know. You right. know, that's interesting. I've talked about this for a long years where people say, like, if for stem cells. And, well, we can't afford that. And I said, well, you know, instead of having a baby shower where they give you clothes your baby will wear twice, you know, why don't you have it where people donate to your to collect your stem cells or now this is another thing. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I say it for home births or for home birth for your midwife. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Well, is there anything else before we end that you just really want for people to know about you or your work? Anything that is important that you would like to communicate to she's from Oklahoma our audience <laughs> from Oklahoma and she <laughs> likes to sing in her car. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's on your website. That's my old website. What are you looking at? Uh, That's the one I went to this morning. I don't know. He looked at my old website. <laughs> well, it, it came up. <laughs> but yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> I am. So that uh, singing in your Oklahoma. car is no longer on your website. I anymore. love to sing in my car. Yeah. <laughs> well, so do um, I. <laughs> important to know about my work. <laughs> I love what I do. Yeah. And. That um, seems to be universal with those of us in the birth world, though. We are pretty, we are pretty lucky. We're oxytocin yeah. junkies. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's a high. Yeah, it really is a high. <laughs> I, I love you, the challenge. I would have to say I love the challenge of it, mm-hmm. the artistic challenge of a birth. Because I think I've gotten the best photography training that I could ever get in my life mm-hmm. doing this kind of work. Because you have to just go into any situation and make it work. Yeah, and you don't. You know. don't have a studio with backdrops and lighting and a certain amount of time. Yeah, you just go in, and it's just this whirlwind. So I love that about it. I love. The cha- I love the people that I meet. You know, the people that I get to know, the relationships, people that I work. They with. last a long, long, long time. Yeah. Have you had? Legacy clients? Have you had clients where you've shot? I have. I had yeah. two this year. I had two repeat clients. I'm starting to get a lot more repeat clients. That's nice. As yeah. When you've it been it's it's nice as like a midwife. It's nice as an OB. You it feel like you're part of the family. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. You watch the kids grow up. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Well, yeah. it was lovely having you. Lovely to see you. I hope we get to do a birth again together very soon. Thank you so much yeah. for bringing me in today. And congratulations yeah. on the exposure and the success. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and, the fa- and the families that uh, you, you, you get to work for, are, they're, they're probably honored to have you because, you know, I know that I look at pictures of births all the time and this is what you and I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're so moving and they're so wonderful. And I, you know, and there were none when I was born. I mean... That's what my, inspires my me. My mom was yeah. put out. I was pulled out with forceps. Yeah. You know, I was in the nursery for 10 days. You know, it's like, it, it has an effect on you. It has to. Totally. And when you have these okay. pictures, especially the, I'm sure the home birth ones too. It's just, it's just a, it's just a beautiful thing that we get to do. So we're very, very lucky. It is. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Dr. Sue. All right. So this has been podcast number 153. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to find Stephanie, Stephanie, what's the best way to find you again with your website? Uh, littleplumphoto.com and right. on Instagram you can find me at, at littleplumphoto and we will have that on the uh, uh, Dr. Stu's podcast website again if you have questions for us you can, uh, you can find me at askdrstu at gmail.com uh, we hope you will listen uh, to uh, excuse me <laughs> <laughs>
We know you've been listening to this podcast. What I always say is I'm really thrilled that people take the time to listen because there's so many things we have to do in the day. And so Bliss and I are really flattered that people will take the time to spend 45 minutes with us. And until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>